Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My name is Mike, and I am your host. And this week, I'm going to talk to you about getting old sucks. Okay, that's not really it, but I am going to talk to you about how it dawned on me the other day that I'm much, 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 much closer to 60 than I ever have been before in my lifetime. And this is going to require a new approach to my running. So I want to talk about is, you know, as you age, the better you embrace more new approaches to your running, the more success you'll see. So this all came about that a couple weeks ago, I was I was running one evening and that's when it hit me. Dang, gone. I'm going to be 59 in July. That's that's like very close to 60. And it temporarily like got me thinking, wow, that's weird. But, you know, then I got to thinking, well, I'm only really, this is my 12th full year of running. So, you know, I'm kind of a late bloomer. So I really believe I have many more miles to run. But, you know, the big however looms out there, kind of looming over everything. And, you know, it, it's weird because as a runner inching closer to 60, I plan on running ultra marathons for years. It's, but I realized, you know, it's time to adjust my running routine. And I'm not talking about anything major here. I'm just talking some minor tweaks to keep this back of the pack runner still able to be cut offs and run happy. Uh, there are just a ton of opinions about adjusting and running as you age. I, I kind of liken it to this. There's as many opinions about how you run as you age as there are flakes of snow and a foot of snowfall. Now, that won't relate to a lot of you that not experienced snow, but those of you who have been around snowfall, think about how many flakes of snow there are in a, in, in a snowfall. So, therefore, I'm not going to address training techniques and methods. I'll leave that to the running experts and the coaches, since that's what they get paid to do. Instead, I want to focus on the mental shifts to running as you age gracefully. The mental aspect of running is kind of where I feel the most comfortable because I believe that the mental aspect that I take towards running is very much how I liken the mental approach I have to life. I always tell people, you know, running is just a microcosm of my life. It's just that I try to live my life like I run. And so when I write about running and I talk about running, a lot of times what I'm trying to help you see is there are are parallels to how we live our lives. And so, you know, as I got to thinking about that, I was like, I don't want to approach this like I can tell you all the physical aspects of running. I'm not that dude. That's not me. I can, however, tell you about the mental aspects of running and how we should be able to adjust as we age mentally to a whole new paradigm of how we see running. You see this quote a lot, and there's a lot of different sources that are repeated. It is, running is 90% mental and 10% physical. Now, I kind of like the Yogi Berra quote better, where he said, baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. I love Yogi Berra. He, he was always my favorite. He always had weird quotes like that that you could I could relate to because I was like, oh, that makes sense. They didn't make sense, but they make sense in my weird mind. So I got to reading about how should I mentally adjust as I age and what are some of the things I can do. So there was a Bleacher Report article from 2010 that caught my eye. The name of the article is Running Is Above All a Mental Sport. And there's this quote in it. It says, it takes unbelievable discipline, self-motivation, and drive. You're accountable to no one, and it's less about the circumstances. See, that's what running is. It said, it's that 
getting out there and developing the discipline and the self-motivation and the drive when nobody's looking. Nobody's nobody's saying, did you run today? I, I can't. I, I can't even remember the last time somebody asked me if I ran today. It's like that accusatory, did you run today or did you slack off and stay home? You know, I mean, it's like as a runner, you just run. I mean, it's just part of your fabric. It's your nature. It's just what you do. But I talk with a lot of endurance runners, especially, you know, when you're pursuing something over 100 miles. And I really enjoyed I ran the uh, JNA sun up to sun down race Saturday. And it was fun talking with a lot of people who were going after their first ultra marathon. And I always tell them, you know, little things, you know, like <laughs> the obvious things, take care of your feet, eat, drink. But then I tell them, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I told this one particular runner that yesterday. And we did a couple loops together and I stayed with her and it was just a lot of fun. We've met each other on uh, social media. I think I've ran with her one time at one of Nick Nichols run club groups. And so I, I didn't know her well, but yeah, we ran together and it was her first going for an ultra marathon. She basically skipped the whole marathon and went to ultras because that's just natural, I think. But, you know, I always tell people get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the, the key to ultra marathons. But when I talk with other ultra marathoners, you know, like when we're at these big events and everything, I, I always ask them, what is the toughest thing to, to running an ultra marathon? And the biggest topic that always comes up is the mental toughness necessary to complete some of these distances. As a lot of you know, in two weeks, I'll be setting off on Swami Shuffle 200. To me, this is a, a much tougher mental journey than it is a physical journey. I know it's going to be hard to do that, but the mental journey is going to be the much tougher aspect. For a lot of people, for a lot of you listening today, getting out the door for a run is the first mental aspect that you have to get fixed in your head. I interviewed a runner recently on, on this podcast, and Andrea said, it's easy to run when the weather is perfect. That's why I often skip those runs. I'd much rather exercise the mental discipline to get myself running when the weather is awful and everybody else is staying inside. Getting outside becomes even more important as we age, even when our bodies don't feel like it. A National Library of Medicine article, The Relationship Between Outdoor Activity and Health in Older Adults, provides some really interesting data. One of the quotes was, A growing body of research suggests that exposure to nature and time outdoors also provides health benefits, particularly for mental health and an improved sense of well-being. The article goes on to explain the methodology used for the study, but the summation is that getting outside at least 30 minutes every day is beneficial for both the emotional and physical health. I recently told my forever girlfriend I was reading this article to her, and, and I said, you know, hey, just get outside for 30 minutes. So she started getting outside for 30 minutes. It's just important to get outside. I get outside every day for at least an hour of activity, even when it's pouring down rain, because this physical activity resets my emotional outlook on life and makes me a much more pleasant human being to be around. So the other, the second mental shift that I see as we begin to age is being comfortable in your own skin. As you age, you have to get comfortable with the fact that you're not as competitive with the younger runners around you. I spent a couple of months in 2021 where I was desperately trying to compete with all the runners 40 and under. And it was kind of funny because I was never a fast runner, but my times were definitely slowing. And I found myself not able to keep up with all the youngsters who showed up for run club outings. And they're all you know, like sprinting off, you know, and laying down eight minute, nine minute miles. And here's Mike, you know, kind of plodding around 10, 11 minute miles going, 
I don't have anybody to run with, you know, which is kind of a weird thing. You go to run club and then you end up running by yourself. And I'm like, I might as well just run by myself instead of going to run club and running with people that are off zipping off. And so I'm, I'm never see them anyway. And, uh, but it was, you know, it was just, I was frustrated. I was like, I didn't think this is what run club was supposed to be was, you know, me showing up, everybody zipping off and, you know, then maybe coming, you know, maybe them being there when I finished, you know, the, the run, cause I'm a slow old dude, but I finally just had to have a frank conversation with myself. And it sounded something like this, Mike, you only started running about 10 years ago and you weren't all that fast then. You're just going to have to get comfortable in the skin you have right now and stop trying to compete with all these younger runners. Because the fact is, when I show up to a run club, I'm usually one of the oldest guys out there. And so I'm not competing with any of the other runners. And you know what? I shouldn't be. This doesn't mean you aren't competitive and you don't give it your all. However, it comes back to the thing that got me excited about running in the first place. That whole me versus me mentality. I don't run to compete with others when I'm at my best. I run to push myself to see what I'm capable of and to ensure I'm not settling into a sedentary lifestyle. I read an article on the String Bean, Joe McConaughey's blog site. It was called The Runner's Mindset Comparison. That This one has helped me so much as I've started approaching running into my 60s and beyond. There's a quote in there and, and uh, the person writing this article said, if you're going to compare yourself to anybody, make it who you were yesterday. I wrote an article in June 2022 as I was kind of coming off my 2021 frustrations and trying to explain them. And, and it was called, don't let your running stats define you. And, you know, this was written as I came out of the doldrums of 2021. And I wrote about how the biggest change I made was to stop comparing myself to other runners and to embrace who I am today as a runner and the improvements I am making and want to make. The more comfortable you get in your skin, the more you will enjoy getting out there and enjoying your runs. And that's the whole thing. See, I still love going to run club. I've just got it set in my head that the Zoomers are going to zoom, zoom off and I'm just going to be back there doing my thing. And if I see them at the end of the run because they hang out, that's fantastic. And if I don't, it's okay because I did start with other people. And that's what Run Club is all about. And I think Kempsville Run Club is one of the best about that is accepting those of us who aren't Zoom Zoomers. And, you know, being flexible enough to just absorb us and, and encourage us to keep on coming out for Run Club. So Kempsville Run Club, kudos. You're doing a great job. So the last thing I want to talk about as we age as runners and as human beings is embracing flexibility as a mindset. So one morning, a couple weeks ago, I was doing my early morning devotion and a sentence just jumped off the page and it said, I prefer a flexible heart to an inflexible ritual. And it's out of Matthew chapter 12, verses six to eight, and it's out of the message. For a lot of you guys know that I, I, I'm pursuing a spiritual life. That's my, my faith is, is, you know, pursuing spirituality and pursuing faith but it's not just a spiritual pursuit it's a lifestyle pursuit and so when i saw this line i spent a number of runs in nature letting this kind of rumble through my mind in 2020 i go back to this i realized i don't have a very flexible body any of you have ever you know seen me try yoga i remember going to brenda jacobs uh yoga class in sheridan and 
I just laughed the whole time because these people are doing these things. And I, I, my body doesn't do that. And I'm still the same way. But in 2020, I just decided, you know, I need to have a, I need to have a more flexible body because I always seem tight. And so I began studying methods to become more flexible physically. And, and I kept kind of drifting to this ultra runner mindset of adaptability. You know, Courtney DeWalter is one of my favorite runners out there. And it's because Courtney is like the queen of, of adaptability. Courtney DeWalter is just amazing. If, you know, plan A goes crappy, she does plan B, plan C, D, all the way through Z. And then she just throws all the plans out and just runs and enjoys herself. And because she just adapts to every situation, she does it so well. And that's why you always see her up on a podium, because she just adapts so well. Well, in an ultra marathon, rarely will your plans work. So it becomes really, really important to be able to adapt to the situations and find solutions that will get you successfully across the finish line. So I started following this whole trail of adaptability and flexibility and going, you know, can you use them interchangeably? Um, Indeed.com had an article that was called Adaptability versus Flexibility Definitions. And it observed that adaptability and flexibility are both soft skills that many people list on their resumes to show their abilities. Some may use adaptability and flexibility interchangeably, but there are subtle differences that distinguish the two. So the main difference between how these two words come about is how you apply them. So flexibility is the ability to move your body in different directions. Adaptability is the ability to adjust to new situations. Now, if you're me, I'm reading it going, they sound similar. But one of the things that I found searching on this whole adaptability versus flexibility thing is one of the main ways to adopt adaptability is to promote flexibility. So applying this whole adaptability, flexibility mindset to how we approach running as we age Perhaps this whole flexibility pursuit that I have that kind of stemmed from this one little line, I prefer flexibility to, you know, practicing a ritual. Maybe it's both a physical and a mental shift in our lifestyle. For me, this means I don't just go for a run and then just check it off my list for the day. That seems like a ritual to me and not something I desire. When I'm flexible with my runs and I make turns on streets just because and not to add mileage to hit a certain mark, I see new sights and I enjoy my runs more. When I'm flexible with the times I run, i found that I'm seeing different angles of sunrises and sunsets. That adds to the overall beauty of being able to continue running. When I'm flexible on those days when I have a tough time waking up and getting out of bed and instead spend 30 minutes stretching before running, I find my body responding in a whole new way. In other words, my flexibility is coming from the ability to adapt to who I am right now and who I am becoming. This adaptability, flexibility mindset is what I know will make running into my 60s and beyond even more enjoyable than it's been up to this moment. And I am telling you, I enjoy running. I just, I love it. I love being around runners. I love watching runners. I love listening to runners. I love the way runners celebrate. I love everything about the whole running community. It's an incredible community. And I want to be a part of it well into my hundreds and two hundreds if I can. And so for me, hopefully adopting these three principles, getting outside daily, being comfortable in your own skin, and adopting a mindset of adaptability, flexibility, will propel myself into a bright running future. 
And for all of you listening, I want to see you do the same thing. Get outside daily. Get comfortable in your own skin. Stop competing with everybody. And adopt this whole mindset of adaptability, flexibility, so you'll always be able to adjust to the new you that you're becoming. And I guarantee you, you're not only just going to enjoy your running more, you're going to enjoy life more. And after all, isn't that what living an ultra life is all about? Living life to the full so that we can be the kind of people that people want to be around. That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. Hope you guys are enjoying it. We'll talk to you again soon.